As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already a know. podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, y'all. We're rerunning two episodes today, which means you might hear two hosts. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's October 22nd. The Great Disappointment of the Millerites took place on this day in 1844. This disappointment was rooted in a prediction, and the prediction was rooted in the idea of millenarianism, which was an increasingly popular idea in the 1800s. Millenarianism stemmed from a concept in the book of Revelation that associated with the last judgment would be the establishment by Jesus Christ of a 1,000-year kingdom of God on earth. This idea was also drawing out of the Second Great Awakening, which was a time of religious revival in the United States and parts of Europe. At the heart of this particular prediction was William Miller. He was a farmer and had served in the War of 1812. He had studied the Bible extensively, although he didn't have a formal education in theology. And he believed that when it came to the Bible, every day that was described was really a year. And he focused on a passage in the Bible that referenced a period of 1,260 days. He started with that, and then he came up with a lot of really complicated equations. Based on these equations, in September of 1822, he told some people he knew that he had calculated when Christ would return to earth. The world would end. The righteous would ascend to heaven. He said he knew when this was going to happen. It was only when he started giving public lectures on this idea about nine years later that it really started to catch on. 
publisher Joshua Von Himes helped publicize his work. Miller had his own tent for holding public addresses and basically revivals. There were numerous Millerite publications, numerous meetings where he talked about this whole idea, and he gained so many followers. The followers that he gained became known as the Millerites. But he still wasn't announcing the exact date of Christ's return at this point. At first, he said it would just be sometime in 1843 or 1844, and some of his followers latched onto the idea of March 21st of 1843. Miller himself, though, said that it could go all the way to a year after that, March 21st of 1844. When on March 22nd of 1844, nothing had happened, they thought perhaps they had been right with the equations, but wrong with the calendar. They switched to using the Kararite calendar instead of the rabbinic one. And they started plotting now for the date to be April 18th of 1844. And that date came and went too. This time, the Millerites suspected that they had started a period of waiting that is referenced in a couple of parts of the Bible. This period of waiting is known as the tarrying time. And then that August, Samuel S. Snow proposed another date, October 22nd of 1844. When that date came and went and nothing had happened, the movement really fell apart. It's called the Great Disappointment because the Millerites weren't dreading the end of the world. They were eagerly looking forward to it. They thought they were going to be among the people who would ascend into heaven. They would get to meet Jesus Christ. This was now obviously not going to happen. There were still a few Millerites who held out hope after the date of the Great Disappointment of October 22nd. Some of them had given away all of their belongings in preparation for the end of the world. At its peak, there had been as many as a million adherents to this idea, although all million of them had not given away their possessions in preparation for it. Some former Millerites went on to establish other religions, including the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Ellen Harmon, who later married James White and co-founded the church, had been one of those who were disappointed in the Great Disappointment. Some of the disappointed, though, really saw the Great Disappointment as fulfilling its own prophecy. Miller died in Hampton, New York, on December 20th of 1849. Thanks to Christopher Hasiotis for his research work on today's episode and to Tari Harrison for all of her audio work on this podcast. You can subscribe to this Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for a war that was a lot more serious than its name suggests. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, history lovers. I'm Eves, and you're listening to This Day in History Class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. The day was October 22nd, 1966. The Supremes' ninth album, The Supremes' A Go-Go, reached number one on the Billboard Top 200. That made The Supremes the first all-women group to top the U.S. Billboard 200, a chart ranking the most popular music albums in the States. The Supremes signed to Motown Records in 1961, and they were the label's most commercially successful act. They were styled in fancy gowns, wigs, and makeup, and performed simple but graceful choreography. Motown executive Barry Gordy capitalized on the group's crossover appeal. 
Many Black rock and roll acts faced difficulty in gaining popularity with white audiences, and white musicians who covered their songs would get more attention for the music than the original performers. But the Supremes were popular with white audiences and topped the pop charts frequently, thanks to their pop appeal and the way they incorporated rock and roll and R&B into their music. They made it onto several talk shows, idealizing Barry Gordy's vision of a respectable, versatile, and sophisticated Black musical group. Backed by the songwriting and production of Brian Holland, Lamont Dozier, and Eddie Holland, the Supremes achieved pop fame. They made the top spot on the Billboard Hot 100 12 times, and in 1964 and 1965, they had five consecutive number one pop hits. Songs like Where Did Our Love Go, Baby Love, Come See About Me, and Stop in the Name of Love made it to the top position. But their first eight albums never made it to the top of the Billboard 200, even though they sold pretty well. But on October 22, 1966, the Supremes' Agogo dethroned the Beatles' album Revolver. Diana Ross, Florence Ballard, and Mary Wilson made up the group at this point, after they had gone through a couple of lineup changes over the years. The Supremes' Agogo remained on the Billboard 200 album chart for 60 weeks. The album included the hits Love Is Like An Itching In My Heart and You Can't Hurry Love. It went on to sell 3.5 million copies worldwide. The Supremes were the only female group to reach number one on the album chart until March of 1982, when the Go-Go's album, Beauty and the Beat, made it to the top. Though the Supremes were Motown's flagship act, the members of the group faced a lot of personal and professional difficulties. Ballard left the group, and producers Holland Dozier Holland walked away from Motown. Lead singer Diana Ross left the group to go solo, and the cultural climate and shifts in the industry led to declining music sales for the Supremes. The lineup of the group went through more changes until the Supremes disbanded in 1977. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at T-D-I-H-C podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or if you would prefer to email us, you can send us a message at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll be back tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. Every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene! 
Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.